It's Football Digest Extra Time. I'm Ned Keating and I'm joined this morning by the Daily Stars, Jack Staplehurst, as we round up the latest news from the summer transfer window. On the show today, Man United are closing in on their second summer signing as the deal for Raphael Varane edges closer. We also take a look at the transfer sagas surrounded by Erling Haaland and Jack Grealish. That's a roundup of some of the other transfer rumours. Uh, Jack, hope you're well um, this morning. Plenty of us uh, for us to get through uh, in the next half an hour or so. Um, we'll start off with Raphael Varane. Uh, obviously, the news yesterday coming out of Old Trafford that a deal is, is pretty much close to completion. Obviously, uh, I's to be dotted, he's to be crossed. Um, but it looks like Man United are going to get the man for £45 million. Um, question, though. Is he the, the exactly the type of player that they've been crying out for at the back? This kind of this rock solid centre half who can also play a bit and and be a real uh, you know centre back partnership, build that centre back partnership with Harry Maguire for the next five ten years. I think Maybe some ten fans, years given it right. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Twenty eight now. Isn't it? Um, I think <laughs> some fans are probably a little bit concerned at just like the the fact that Real Madrid have been so happy to let him go. Obviously, he's only got one year left left on his contract, so there was only so much like sort of room for manoeuvre they could deal with. But um, yeah, I reckon uh, he'd be good experience to have alongside Maguire. I mean, they've obviously been looking for that position for a number of years now. Um, on paper, I think he works, but there's just that thing element of um, Varane's been playing obviously alongside Ramos for years now. He's a genuine leader, sort of next to him and. As good as Maguire is with that, I think they both have their limitations in that. Um, I don't think it's the answer. I still would prefer to have uh, Man City centre half partnership, but um, yeah, I, I think I think it's obviously it's a step up anyway, at least. Um, and for that money as well, like I'm, I'm actually surprised it got over the line or it's going to anyway. Um, it sort of did look like one of them ones again where Man United were going to be um, sort of uh, played about a little bit and. And it was just going to end up with Varane getting a new contract at Real Madrid, but obviously um, they've they've got fed up basically, and uh, it's all happy days for Solskjaer. Indeed, it's been a great week for for Oli, hasn't it? You know, Friday uh, signs Jaden Sancho, or at least that deal got confirmed. We knew it was going to be confirmed at some point. We we're just waiting on actual confirmation. So Friday he signed Sancho. Saturday he signed a new deal. Heading into the new week, looking like he's signing uh, a new centre half. Uh, for everyone who's, who's been doubting Ole Gunnar Solskjaer over the years and and whether or not he's the right man to take Man United forward, he's he's starting to build a team around him that could be title contenders. In terms of the signings that Man United have made so far this summer, are they and will they be title contenders again next year? Obviously, last year was a a bit of a weird one because they were second in the table, but they, they never really put the pressure on Man City, I don't think, at, at, at the top of the standings. But but this year, they're going to be going to really, really close the gaps in terms of points, uh, even if, obviously, they're not looking to, to close it in terms of where they finished being, the fact that they were second place last year. Mm. I think a lot depends on what sort of business Man City do as well, whether they're going to end up strengthening, obviously, especially up front, um, having lost Aguero and that. Um yeah, so if if they can get a striker, then it sort of again edges the gap away from Man United. They've got a lot to do to close that. I think two signings as good as they are, and the fact that they're both first eleven material, um, I, d- I don't see it necessarily changing the landscape of the title race. We've got to remember as well that Liverpool are pretty much going to have sort of three or four new signs in in the sense with it, Van Dijk coming back in, Gomez being there, uh, Kanate as well. So. They're going to be sort of strengthened from where they were last season. Chelsea, obviously, off the back of winning the Champions League, and they could still do plenty of business yet. And only getting Bettinelli through the door this week, and that's just a free transfer of that. So I'd be very surprised if they stayed quite quiet. Um, so yeah, they're they're stronger. They'll, they'll be stronger, and and obviously Solskjaer will get more experience, and they'll just sort of develop and develop. But I kind of see it 
actually been a genuine title race with Man U? No. Um, I think they got into the position, what was it, last January and December where they were genuine favourites for like a few weeks and everyone was sort of um, sort of suggesting that, yeah, it was uh, genuinely on. But um, then they fell away and sort of it all sort of fell apart a little bit and I think there'll still be sort of question marks. Um, even with the new contract, I think that kind of came as a bit of a surprise to some I know, I know the board want to sort of back Solskjaer and sort of show that they're happy to support him, um, and that sort of breeds confidence into the squad as well. But I, I still think there's there's question marks to be answered. Do you think they're perhaps missing a thrasher in midfield, like where Chelsea have got Kante, he just goes and wins the ball back and passes it around. Man City have got Rodrigo, um, they've got others as well capable of playing that role. Obviously, Fernandinho is still there after signing his new contract. Liverpool have that in Fabinho and Henderson when they're not playing centre half. Um, is that where Man United need to look next if they are to make any further moves in this win? They may be going to sign. Obviously, they've been linked with Declan Rice, someone that is going to be playing that that ball winning role because as good as Nemanja Matic has been in the past, he's he's past his prime now for Man United. I think if they have to challenge this season, I think that's the answer really. They need that CDM that's going to come in and sort of do that job and be responsible and be reliable as well. Um, obviously, Pogba's future is still a little bit up in the air. We sort of said exclusively on the star how his contract uh, offer was turned down as well. And so he, he could still end up at PSG by the end of the window. Um, and then supposedly if that money comes in, I suppose they've got even more of a budget to sort of bolster the CDM position. But I think that's where they will... Um, sort of have their weaknesses this season. Um, they've got Cavani obviously for another year, so I think that that at least sort of deals with that issue up front. Uh, Sancho will obviously provide him with um, decent service as well. So I think that the spine of the team's good beyond that position. Um, if they were to get that, I genuinely think they probably would be um, able to sort of compete with Man City in that, especially if they just sort of show consistency in the league. I, I wouldn't go as far as, I mean, they still haven't won a trophy on social. So um, they need to still uh, sort of show a little bit of consistency across the board and that, but if they were to focus primarily on the league and maybe that meant sacrificing one or two of the other lesser trophies like the league cup or something, then uh, yeah, I think they've got a chance, but yeah, CDM definitely is the area where they need to focus on if, if they had to get one more sign in it through the door than that. Uh, we've had plenty <laughs> uh, we've had plenty of comments in already uh, this morning. We've got one from Sly here uh, who says that uh, they think that Varane is a bit slower and as such a partnership with Maguire won't gel. United have looked for a more quicker defensive sense back or should have looked uh, even, I should say there. Um, and that's something that I think we both kind of agree with, isn't it? That, that that's the one kind of weakness that, yes, they've got quick fullbacks in, in Shaw and, and Wan-Bissaka who can maybe kind of cover around if they need to but but that might be the one uh, weakness that Man United still have at centre half um, Varane is a deal that looks like it's edging closer to completion but one that looks like it's still very much up in the air is the future of Erling Haaland uh, linked with pretty much all of Europe uh, the Norwegian striker is certainly one of the hottest prospects on the continent uh, there is a release clause that we're all aware of uh, that comes into effect next year which may be forcing uh, one or two hands this summer as they try to kind of get a jump on their rivals. Jack, what have you made of, of the kind of, you know, first obviously the step up and, and the talent that Erling Haaland's showing at, at Dortmund in the last 18 months, but the clamour for him uh, this summer as well. Do you think he is going to be on the move this summer or is he going to be spending another season with Dortmund? It's typical Raiola really more than anything in it. It's just, it's just 
plugging him around Europe before he's even sort of got going. Um, I, I think it makes sense for him to stay at Dortmund maybe for one more year. Um, bit of a shame, obviously, he's lost sort of Sancho in an attacking partner. But, um, yeah, he, he can still do a solid job there. They managed to sort of scrape the Champions League and um, and they can uh, sort of build on from that. So I, I think he should sort of maybe stick around for one more year. Obviously, in, in Dortmund's... Dortmund's conundrum is um, dealing with the fact that they could obviously cash in for a lot more this summer and then uh, and then lose him for a lot less next summer. But um, I mean, supposedly the idea is that Chelsea are willing to sort of fork out for him. That that's where they're saving most of their budget for. If they can convince him to go this summer and um, make the move, then then why not? But um, yeah, it's, it's just sort of I, th- I think they're the, probably the. It looks like they're the front runners from from my point of view at this, at this point. Um, I'm not really sure why Man City aren't going stronger for him. I think probably the money element to it. I mean, Abramovich seems like a lot happier to fork out on one solid signing than, um, than them, uh, Guardiola and co. Um, and obviously they had the element that they wanted Kane primarily, whereas Chelsea know that they're not realistically going to get him from Tottenham. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, to be honest. But I, I don't think Harlem will move anywhere now. I think if we if he would have done, it would have happened by now. We've got to take into the fact as well that Norway didn't even qualify for the Euros and nothing's really developed properly and it could have done two months ago, potentially. It seems that a lot of the clubs that are being linked with Ireland are the Premier League big hitters. Obviously, you said they're Man City, uh, Chelsea as well. Man United sniffed around him in the past too. Um in terms of the game that he's showing um, or has shown obviously in his in his career to date do you think he would be well suited if he does make the move to the Premier League in the future whether it's this summer next summer or, or further down the line in his career no definitely he would tear up in the Premier League I don't think there's any better striker I mean he's probably on par with Kane but I mean Kane's obviously got a lot of experience and um, years of Premier League uh, sort of yeah experience to, to fall back on Um Plus, he's sort of edging towards sort of the he's pick, picking up injuries and stuff the last couple of years, and that's a. I think if Harlan walks into the Premier League this summer, if not next summer, then he'd, he'd already be far and away like the top hit man in the league. You'd expect him to get Golden Boot, all that sort of stuff. So there's only a, two or three clubs that would realistically get him anyway, financially or from uh, the level that they're playing at and what what they could offer him. I mean, he has to move. He has to make the step up from Dortmund. There's no point going sideways and going to a team that's sort of just about challenging for Champions League. He he needs titles and stuff. Um, that would be his next step, even at the age he is. Um, so yeah, it all sort of boils around that. I think um, in terms of what he would suit, uh, I mean, Man City play with a lone striker, so he'd be quite comfortable there. And I mean, the amount of services kept from De Bruyne, the only sort of beggars believe how much he would um, sort of flourish there. Uh, even Chelsea, I mean, they they sort of tend to play with the lone striker as well. Um, Man U potentially. I, I, if I was his advisor, if I was Roller, well, I mean, Roller just wants money more, more than anything. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would edge towards at this point either Chelsea or Man City, and maybe away from Man United. I, I don't think it would be the best career move for him to go there necessarily. It's interesting that you touched on uh, Raiola there a couple of times and, and that's something that on uh, Friday showed it become with Alex Richards of the Mirror um, where we'd kind of discussed it and he kind of came up quite a lot of times so we talk about Pogba and moved on to Haaland and about the whole kind of idea that he just wants to he likes being the centre of attention um, doesn't he and, and Alex was saying at the time that he's kind of been a, a suspiciously quiet um, as we tick down towards the, the kind of closing window and we've still got two of his players in Haaland in Pogba uh, potentially moving, uh, potentially moving on. Um, 
But in terms of Haaland, though, do you think that this is, again, going back to Rayola and again, going back to the whole kind of money idea that mm. where the interest is coming from interest, and I say that loosely, you know, we don't know whether or not these clubs are actually properly looking at it this summer or whether or not they're supposedly looking at it and this is just Rayola playing games again just to drive up his, his clients' wage demands mm. next summer when quite conceivably because the transfer fee is going to be less because of this release clause that he's got in his contract with Dortmund he can get a hell of a lot of a bigger wage and, and this is just Rayola just, just getting ready for that gearing up for it already mm. Well I think at this stage as well especially this summer if he, there's no point obviously sort of um, just looking ahead to next summer he needs to still sort of suggest that there's there's interest right now otherwise he's not really doing his job for his client basically Um but uh, it makes sense that it's the Premier League clubs that the focus is around at the moment, just because of the financial struggles in Spain. Obviously, Barcelona and Real Madrid's um, issues are well documented enough. They can't even keep hold of Messi at the moment or get him to get his contract finalised. So, um, yeah, that, that obviously shows that, I mean, there's no real point in sort of boltering up their interest or anything or sort of suggesting that they're ready to fork out hundreds of millions on him or anything like that because it isn't realistic this summer. Maybe next summer when all it boils down to really is his wages and whether clubs are in a financial steady position because of the release clause, then that'll be more interesting because then he's got a few choices to make. Um, but yeah, for, for this summer, it makes sense that it's the Premier League ones involved, especially Chelsea and Man City, just because of the endless pit of money that they've both got. Sticking with Man City, another player that they have been linked with uh, throughout the summer window uh, is Aston Villa's Jack Grealish, a mercurial player, the, the playmaker that looks like he would flourish uh, under Pep Guardiola. Um, do you see him making a move to Man City this summer? Or is this one that that might take place, uh, you know, maybe in the January window, maybe next summer instead? We we heard so many times from Guardiola at the end of the season, suggesting, especially like with Aguero going, that he, he was pleading poverty at Man City so suggesting they weren't going to be able to um, replace Aguero in terms of his ability his legacy and everything like that as well as financially um, but then you know, a week later we suddenly see that they're in for Kane for 120 million um, so I'd be really shocked to be honest if if they really sort of duped us all and, and got both um, I think I think it's a case of maybe sort of one big signing for City. I'd be very surprised if they spent 200 million this summer unless they really sort of offloaded a couple of big names. I know Bernardo Silva was supposedly being sacrificed as part of it. That was the idea. But I mean, for him, you'd, you'd maybe only get sort of like 40, 50 million. I think not really much more than that. Um, then you'd have to look at someone like potentially Sterling or Mares as well to sort of fill the void. But then... At the same time, I mean, Sterling's just come off of the back of a quality Euro, so why would you now? I mean, he had a bit of a quiet season at City last year, but yeah, he's back in form. Um, I think Grealish does bring a lot to the table. Um, I think Guardiola's always had issues with Mares in terms of his consistency and everything. Um, and a sort of similar thing happened with Sane, obviously, and moved, he moved on. Um, yeah, with Mares and Grealish, it's tough because you see so many good glimpses of Mares, like he bag like sort of two or three and then all, all of a sudden go quiet for a few weeks. He's frustrated me enough times on fantasy football, let alone um, <laughs> yeah, for Man City, for, for Guardiola. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Grealish go there, but at the same time, it, it would be quite a fresh change for, for Villa to be able to keep hold of him. Um, it show like the club's fighting 
for those European places and sort of just behind that it isn't just a football isn't just all about the big dogs about the top six like we want these clubs like West Ham Everton Leicester to be able to compete that's what makes the Premier League so interesting um, and if that means that Villa have to pay him £200,000 a week so be it um, he hasn't got Champions League football there he hasn't even got Europa so yeah uh, it'll be interesting to see I think he, he's in a difficult position I, I, I would struggle if I was him to be honest I think we all would we, we boil it down to a lot of fans obviously sort of focus on the money element, but he is a genuine Villa fan. He he like he loves the club, um, and it'd be tough to walk away from that because he knows that once he's gone, he's gone. He's not going to be going back. He's too good for that to then sort of drop back, and, unless it was like right at the end of his career. So he'll want to do what he can at Villa. So maybe see how this season goes potentially. But he again compared to someone like Rice, for example, he's getting a little bit older, so he needs needs to sort of make a decision pretty quickly but it's just whether obviously City are willing to make the bid You brought someone up there um, which I thought was quite interesting actually you brought up Harry Kane at the start of it and and you believe that you don't think that City are going to you know, swoop for both of them. You, you, you know, you're probably right in that respect in terms of uh, obviously the economic crisis that we're currently still going through as a, as a world um, So if Man City had to pick one of Harry Kane or Jack Grealish who do they need more? Oh, 100% Kane. I mean, they don't have a striker really anymore. I mean, he, he clearly doesn't trust Jesus. Um, we, we've established that given the fact that he pretty much played with a false nine for the second half of last season. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd say, I mean, Kane guarantees them the league here and now. Like, irrelevant of how many players Liverpool have got back from injury, irrelevant of Sancho and Varane going to Man U. I mean, even Chelsea would be like in a pretty difficult position the only way Chelsea would compete with Man City if Man City signed Kane was if Chelsea got Haaland this summer um, I mean that would be some spectacle but I can't really see Haaland going to be I can see Kane Kane can still happen I think I think uh, one of the biggest issues I think was just that first game the fact that Man City and Tottenham playing each other um, it's a bit awkward um, and then you've got that thing of um, they can probably bail it out in the sense that Kane's obviously done the Euros and got to the final we need a rest supposedly they'll play safe with that and probably he, he wouldn't play for either club depending on whoever he was um, attached to at that point but yeah I can see I can see Kane happening later in the summer really to be honest and I think that will be the one that Man City go for as a, as a Spurs fan I kind of really hope not but we, we, we have to be impartial on these shows unfortunately yeah, we have to be the Conference League or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Champions League yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I can't see why he'd want to go to Man City at all as he he's obviously yeah sorry he's, he's, he's obviously got yeah, exactly he's obviously got that element though to um, the same issue with Grealish that are not necessarily sort of like his boyhood club but it's the club he's grown up with and played for for years so he's got a lot of attachment to Spurs but I think no no Spurs fan and I assume yourself would would really sort of begrudge him that move or anything he, he probably deserves to be playing at that level now he's 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 reached that sort of peak point of his career he's sort of 28 now is he and um yeah it's it's, it's probably time he's started winning trophies really yeah I, I used to put a lot of faith in the fact that um when I was younger, I don't have to build for it now, but I used to play rugby with a lot of guys who went to school with Harry Kane and kind of like still speaking to them and, and kind of the whole fact that it, his whole kind of support network and the fact that he's, you know, he's, he's 
his wife is his childhood sweetheart who went to school with as well. I kind of always kind of said to myself, oh, he'll never leave. He's got, he loves his support network around here too much. Mm-hmm. But as you said there, you know, kind of support networks aren't something that you look back on at the end of a career, you know, his trophies. And, and unfortunately, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't won those with Spurs, but I don't know, maybe you can do like a, what Janice done in the old NBA this week and, and kind of uh, try and try and take the, it's not as fun winning it with a superstar team. Harry, just remember those quotes from Janice. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, it's a shame with really. I mean, for Spurs, surely winning the Euros with England would have probably helped him as well, just because it had got that little niggle off his back that he is trophyless and everything. Um, but obviously, he's still, still waiting. So, I mean, the desire will just be there even stronger now, especially after this summer. No, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately. Um just a few other, uh, before we go, just a few other uh, transfer rumours just to touch on. Um, <laughs> somebody we mentioned earlier potentially going to uh, Man United to fill that void of a defensive midfielder that they need. Uh, Declan Rice, but he's also been linked uh, with a move back to Chelsea. And it just seems every window, the, the kind of the noises get stronger and louder surrounding Declan Rice and his, his future with West Ham. Yes, they've got European football to look forward to this year, but you, you kind of get the feeling that, especially after the Euros that he had, it's not the Europa League that he wants to be playing in. It's the, it's the Champions League now for him. Yeah, I mean, this is my problem with being a West Ham fan. I think I've got the same <laughs> issue here in Kane. Um, yeah, it's it's heartbreaking, to be honest, because, we, again, we know that he's better than us. Um, there's only so much you can do in terms of sort of persuading someone to try and become a club legend and that. I think the difference with Rice compared to players like Grealish and Kane is obviously his age. He's still, he doesn't need to move now in terms of his career, like he, he'll still be, he's still developing at the same time. It's, it's scary how good he can become. Um, I mean, he was literally dominating England's midfield. Obviously he played well with Phillips as well. That was a good partnership that um, developed sort of, we didn't really know about that before the Euros um, that worked well together. But I mean, Rice was held back in the Euros. Like he, his job was to hold. Whereas at West Ham every week we see him doing pretty much what Phillips was doing in terms of sort of bombing up and down um, box to box kind of thing. He runs the show for us. It's not even just box to box either. He ends up in every position on the pitch. So a team like Man United, for example, if they were to sign him, they, uh, that they really would be almost complete. I think to an extent um, there, he could do a job in any Premier League team, to be honest, like he could fill the void of Fernandinho once he goes at Man City, whether or not Man City really would prioritise it is another question, um, given that they still need the striker, obviously, um, and Grealish as well, if they want to get him. Um, and then at Chelsea, yeah, he's obviously got the family links, um, Mount being there. It's um, There's not really a lot of... Uh, Paul for West Ham other than being able to sort of potentially match his wage demands he's not that sort of guy anyway though he's not going to turn around and sort of demand £300,000 a week to stay at West Ham it's not it's not about the money the problem is that West Ham fans are getting getting the hump now as well because we're, we're sort of messing about with this window we're, we're missing our opportunity if anything to to build on and to persuade these players to stay. We even had one with Kufal the other day where um, he uh, is supposedly getting a bit narked about the fact that he's not being offered um, the wages that he desired. And I suppose, I assume having joined as an unknown right back last summer, he's probably on pittance compared to some of his teammates. So it's, it's just this thing of like, and he was literally one um, a contender for hammer of the year this year, as was Rice, obviously, and Suchek. And if, if you're not going to look after your best players, then what does it say to the rest of them as well? Like, so I, I don't think anything, any West Ham fan would begrudge Rice a move maybe next summer. We'd, we'd like him to say around to obviously sort of see us through this Europa League. We don't 
often get Europe. He's still developing, all that sort of thing. He doesn't need the move right now. And then we'll see what happens next summer. But, yeah, it's just a case of if, not when, I think. But when that'll be all right. <laughs> Declan Rice will lift the uh, Europa League for you in Seville next year and then, and then move on. You know, then still we'll, have more yeah. than Harry Kane. <laughs> um, just one final transfer line before we go. Uh, Saul Niguez, uh, another player that's being linked with with quite a lot of clubs across Europe. Uh, Liverpool and Man United leading the chase among Premier League clubs. Mm-hmm. Also been linked a little bit with Barcelona as well, despite their financial struggles, potential swap deal uh, with Antoine Griezmann going back to Atletico Madrid and, and Saul obviously going the other way. Um would he be the player that's kind of suited to the Premier League? We've seen, obviously, you know, the majority of what we've seen of him has been in the Champions League, but I just always go back to that goal against Bayern Munich and the way that he kind of just slots through, weaves through. But he's mm. also he's also got that physicality to him as well. He, do, he does look, for me anyway, he does look like the kind of player that would be suited to a, a move to the Premier League. You look at any player that plays for Atletico Madrid for that many years, they obviously have some sort of physicality and sort of personality about them to play under Simeone for that many years as well. Um, I think he'd suit Liverpool to that to that extent. Um, they're obviously looking for sort of a replacement. He's a bit of versatile as well. He can sort of play sort of attacking midfield in a variety of sort of slightly different roles. Um, they've lost Wijnaldum now. Um, I think it'd be a good replacement for uh, if they can get him on a, in a good deal. I know he had that massive contract as well, which was um, bizarre. Um, but but uh, it looks like Atletico are willing to sort of let him go for the right price. Um, if if Liverpool can keep it below fifty, I know they're a little bit financially restricted as well. Um, then yeah, I think it'd be a good deal for them. Uh, I think you'd suit them, especially as obviously Klopp is sort of similar in the sense of he likes that intensity. Um, yeah, I don't see why not really. Uh, I don't think really it's a priority for Man United necessarily. I don't really see that really happening there. Um, as long as he has been linked with them for donkey's years now. Um, and then you've got Barcelona as well with the swap deal potentially. That's probably Liverpool's biggest worry with that. It depends really how how strongly interested Liverpool are. They're, they've been very strangely quiet really this summer. There's been some rumours floating about that they might already be done with their business as well. So, um, yeah, it depends, I suppose, how much money they've got available. But I, I'd like to see him in the Prem. He offers a lot. Jack, that's uh, all we've got time for this morning. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, of course. To all who are watching, to all who are listening, you can keep across uh, all the latest transfer news across the Daily Star, Daily Mirror and Daily Express, as well as reaches uh, regional titles as well. Uh, on Thursday, we've got the return of the main Football Digest show as the quartet that we always have. Take a deeper dive into some of the uh, most up-to-date transfer news that we'll have at that point. Uh, but for now, it's goodbye. Goodbye.